Welcome to Living Chic with Plastic, the podcast about marine plastic pollution and future sustainable relationships with plastic. This podcast is brought to you by Regional Knowledge Center for Marine Plastic Debris. Hi, my name is Tara Diani and I'm the host of this podcast. I work as the Communication Officer at the Economic Research Institute for ASEAN and East Asia or AREA, a think tank based in Jakarta. In this podcast series, we welcome young people involved in marine plastic litter research, prevention programs, cleanup activities, and other advocacies. We listen to their first-hand experience, different challenges they may be facing, and draws important insights toward possible solutions for this issue. Plastic is versatile, resistant, lightweight, and not expensive. It is so practical that we use it every day in our daily lives. In short, to refresh a 90s dance hit, life without plastic is not fantastic. However, the amount of plastic waste released in our environment and its negative impacts in our marine ecosystem has been alarming. Images of plastic pollution have become familiar. PET bottles washed up on beaches, a turtle suffocated by plastic bags, the monstrous Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Nearly 500 million tons plastics produced every year, largely from fossil fuels, make their way into the environment, according to data from OECD. These plastics degrade into smaller and smaller pieces. Depending on the sizes they break down into, they can be called macro, meso, and microplastics. And they are often mistaken for food by seabirds, fish, and other wildlife. So what can we do about it? With me right now is Alan Putri Edita, the young researcher with the Regional Knowledge Center for Marine Plastic Debris, or RKCMPD. Hi, Alan. Hello, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Could you tell us a bit about the Regional Knowledge Center? Yes, so the Regional Knowledge Center for Marine Plastic Debris, or RKCMPD, I know it's a bit difficult to say it. So it is a unit under the Research Department of Area. So under the Research Department of Area, there are several units such as uh, Energy, Economy, Healthcare, and also RKCMPD. Um, from the name, uh, RKCMPD, Regional Knowledge Center, we are working at the regional level to share the knowledge uh, on marine plastic issue. And uh, our main focus is ASEAN plus three region. Why? Because some countries in this region are considered to be one of the biggest polluter of marine plastics to the ocean. So we want to help to address the issue through knowledge sharing. And uh, we also working to create awareness, to build the network, as well as to promote innovative actions uh, on the scope of marine plastic uh, issue. And uh, so far, we have been working with a lot of stakeholders, such as the government, the NGO, academia, and many more. Um, we are also sharing the knowledge in our own platform. We have our own website. Uh, you can check our website in rkcmpd-area.org. And uh, we are writing publication, policy recommendation. We are also holding seminars and discussion to gather the perspectives, how to combat the issue together. And uh, we have our own experts working group where we 
gather all the experts from each ASEAN member states to discuss together and find the solution to come uh, to address the issue and recently we just launched our own private sector platform where the companies can share the stories to combat the plastic waste so as a researcher in this specific field what do you do actually So mainly I do the research uh, on the marine plastic issues because area itself is a research or a think tank company that works to provide policy recommendations. So the result of my research and my team research will be distributed at the regional level to the ASEAN working group, for instance. And uh, besides that, I also help my team to build the networking uh, with other institutions, other research organizations out there to build collective action to uh, address the issue. In terms of educational background, uh, what kind of education background required for this position? I mean, what did you where did you go to school and what did you study? Okay, so for the background study for this position is mainly in the subject of environment. So it could be environmental science, environmental engineering. And luckily, uh, I obtained my bachelor's degree in environmental engineering from uh, Diponegoro University in Indonesia. And I obtained my master's degree in environmental studies and sustainability science from Lund University in Sweden. It's very interesting for me because I got perspective from engineering and social science. In my bachelor degree, I learned uh, how to calculate or how to design environmental related plans. However, from my master degree, I realized that environmental problem is not standing alone. It's always intertwined with other dimensions such as social politics, uh, economies, and we have to consider all those dimensions when we want to address environmental issue to reach sustainability. So I think these perspectives, engineering, natural science, as well as social science, is very helpful for me uh, to be implemented to my current work. So it is uh, actually nice, right, to study with the cross-disciplinary approaches of both natural and social sciences in observing environmental issues. Yes, yes, very nice. Um, about marine plastic pollution now, could you tell us how bad is the situation with marine plastic pollution or marine plastic debris? So it depends. The situation is bad if we look at the data. So from the research from Jena Jambek, so Jena Jambek is very uh, popular uh, in terms of marine plastic researcher because from the research, it is found that the plastic leakage to the ocean was accounted around 8 million metric tons per year. It's a very huge number. And if we compare it, one elephant weighs around four tons. And if we saw the plastic leakage to the ocean is actually equal to two million elephants per year. So you can imagine a lot of plastic waste going to the ocean every single year. Wow, that's alarming, to say the least. When you put it that way, suddenly we can conjure up the images of plastic waste in the sizes of elephants floating in the ocean. Wow. Yes, the situation is very alarming. But at the same time, we as humans sometimes do not necessarily put attention to something that is not directly affecting our body or our health. 
So yes, I understand that there are several research mentioning that okay, there is an impact for uh, impact on marine plastic to our bodies, but still uh, the research uh, need to be further explored. And to some certain group of people who live uh, near the coastline or the or people who depends on the plastic waste for their source of livelihood, they get the impact of marine plastic, yes. But still, if we talk about the people in general, the impact is not really there. So uh, you're saying that the situation is bad, but it depends on how we observe it. Yes. Right there. Okay. Right. So I read that the marine plastic is pretty much region-based because it is oftentimes attached to the context of Southeast Asia. Could you explain this to us? A very good question because this is what uh, I experience uh, from my current work uh, for now. Uh, yes, uh, if you talk about the marine plastic, Southeast Asia is always there. This is because, like again, referring to the research from Jenna Jambek, uh, countries in Southeast Asia are contributing the most to the plastic waste uh, in the ocean. And uh, with the fact that this region also has rising middle class, urbaniz rapid urbanization, uh, as well as poor waste management infrastructure, uh, that's actually uh, become the reason why this issue is very attached to uh, Southeast Asian region. And also I think because this region has huge proportion of ocean and then uh, this region also receive plastic waste, uh, you know, the export import uh, concern about the plastic waste. So that's also drive, uh, drive the fact that this uh, region is very attached to the context of marine plastic. Um, as this podcast is focusing on young audience, how do you see the situation affecting young people? It is actually very sad for young people because uh, they are the one who will uh, bear the consequences in the future. It is mentioned that in 2015, there will be more plastic than fish in the ocean. So this is not good, of course, for all of us if we do not create significant changes for now. So I think also the young people who live in developing countries will suffer the most in the future because uh, as we know that the developing countries uh, have a poor waste management system and waste management infrastructure. This is the issue that is the responsibility of all stakeholders, right? But um, how do you think young people can help with the situation? The young people are a great actor to make changes because I think they are critical, they are very active, uh, they have the vision to create changes. If you look at our surroundings right now, there are a lot of movements driven by the youth and it's great. And uh, I think with the help of social media, right now social media is very popular among us, they can channel their thoughts through writing or video making or being involved to the movements a lot of things so they can create collective action this is what i want to emphasize collective action because collective action is very important marine plastic itself is very complex issue and it cannot be solved by only a certain party so we have to work together to address the issue and uh, one thing that i want to 
also emphasize that we have to be mindful with what we are doing. So I think it's fine if once in a while you use plastic, but please use it. Uh, uh, please be mindful when you use it because, uh, of course, we cannot force certain individual to buy the most expensive eco-friendly bag out there because it's way more ex- it's way too expensive for them but again please buy something that you can afford so do not force yourself be mindful with what you consume and what you use at the end of the day these eco-friendly bags have also created uh More waste, right? Yes, it's another discussion about the eco-friendly facts. Yes. So is there any youth movement in this field that catches your attention? There are actually a lot of youth movements. Uh, I notice uh, that I I scroll down to my Instagram. A lot of youth movement youth movements I found there. But right now, I also observe that many starts up uh, driven by the youth. Uh, start growing to reduce the plastic waste. For instance, there is a startup called CoinPack. So the CoinPack is the startup operating in Indonesia, and uh, they provide daily products such as shampoo or soap uh, in the returnable and reusable packaging. It's very great. They are targeting the people in developing countries because people here uh, like to use uh, sachet packaging. So it's nice they want to substitute the sachet with the more sustainable uh, container. And there is uh, another startup called Rebricks where uh, the company transforms plastic into eco-building materials. Uh, if you want to know more about uh, the initiatives from the companies, you can check our website. Uh, you can go to our website and click private sector platform. There you can find a lot of stories shared by the companies in ASEAN to reduce the plastic waste. Yes, it's interesting that you mentioned Rebricks. They are very impressive, uh, especially because they are founded by two young women. Yes, right yes, there. they are impressive and now they are getting big. So if young people want to look for information about these issues, where they can look? A lot of uh, information can be found uh, online about the plastic waste. But if I may suggest, our website, uh, RKCMBD, uh, have a lot of information related to the issue. We share the information related to the framework that the uh, ASEAN member states uh, up implement to reduce the plastic waste as well as the scientific knowledge related to the plastics such as the life cycle of plastic or the impact of plastic to the marine environment and in our on our social media such as in on instagram we share the stories like the unique stories about the plastic such as the greenwashing or the gender related issue you can check uh, the information uh, on our website and on our social media well thank you so much Ellen for the wonderful insight thank you I'm happy to share my insights yes each and every one of us can do something to help with plastic waste problem every little thing I think matters to save the ocean But as Ellen said, collective action is fundamental and is much more impactful. Thank you everyone for tuning into our podcast. 
Don't forget to check our website rkcmpd-area.org and follow us on our social media at rkcmpd-area on Twitter and Instagram and at rkcmpd.area on Facebook and on LinkedIn Regional Knowledge Center for Marine Plastic Debris. See you on the next episode of Living Chic with Plastic. <laughs>